Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 44. Welcome to RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Listen to successful restaurant professionals as they discuss the tools, tactics, and services they use to better lead, manage, and market their restaurants. Join our community and make your restaurant dreams unstoppable. Here's your host, Eric Cacciatore. Yo, what's going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? It's Eric Cacciatore, and this is the podcast for personal growth in the restaurant industry. And we do that by interviewing the industry's most successful restaurant and hospitality professionals to find out what it is about them that makes them so successful and what advice they have for us to reach similar levels of success in our own restaurants. It's a blast. I love the show. I'm having so much fun. I hope you guys are appreciating everything and everyone uh, that's been on the show. So uh, today it's Tuesday, and you know what that means. It's Talking Tuesdays, and I use uh, Tuesdays for an opportunity to kind of just go on a free-for-all and a little solo action. Um, I, I talk to some amazing people, and they uh, suggest some amazing resources, um, some incredible books, and uh, I just want to have an opportunity to uh, share with you some of the things I'm learning from these resources they're sharing with me. Last week, I had uh, Jeffrey Saad on the show, and he was an incredible guest. And uh, on that show, he suggested I read Chip Connolly's Peak. And uh, that's exactly what I did. Right after the interview, I went to audible.com and downloaded that book and listened to it over the next few days. And I never looked back. An incredible book. Um, and that's what I suggest you guys do. This book can be yours for free. Just go to audibletrials.com slash unstoppable and this book can be yours for free and that's my gift to you for being uh incredible supporters of what i'm trying to do in uh this information we're all sharing so like i said just go to that link or go to the the links uh in the show notes at restaurant unstoppable episode 44 and you can get your free book today but anyway what we're gonna do we're gonna talk about this book today and i can't wait because you know there were just so many bombs of knowledge in this book um, but let me just give you a quick background of what the book's all about before i dive into uh, exactly what we'll be talking about today um so the author chip Connolly, uh, wrote this book it was published in 2007 uh, he is the founder and ceo of the largest operator of hotels in san francisco uh, or the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, he wrote Peak based off the influence of Abram Maslow's hierarchy of needs theory. Um, and just a quick background on the hierarchy of needs theory. It's basically, it's a, it's a pyramid. And at the bottom of that pyramid, you have uh, the physical needs, which are food and shelter. And then the next level is safety, which is you know sense of security. And uh, then the next level above that is uh, the social belonging and then we have that followed by esteem. And then finally, the very peak of the uh, pyramid is self-actualization. And uh, his whole book, uh, Chip Connolly's book, is kind of based off the principles um, that Abram Maslow wrote in his theory of the uh, hierarchy of needs. Um, but he kind of takes it a step further. And uh, it's important to know, too, that uh, in today's society, those basic needs, the, the very bottom of the pyramid, your physical and uh, you know, safety, your sense of security, those two bottom uh, levels are not as 
uh, in high demand today. Uh, those needs are pretty accessible for most people in our uh, modern day society. So since those needs are met, humanity tends to seek out um, the higher levels of personal needs uh, like your social belonging, your esteem, and your self-actualization. So meeting these needs are what motivates us and satisfies us. That in mind, uh, Chip took the theory of uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and kind of uh, reworked it a little bit. And he broke it down into three separate pyramids uh, for the three biggest stakeholders of his company. Those three big stakeholders are employees, customers, and investors. And each one of those individual stakeholders has their own individual pyramid. At the base of the uh, first pyramid, we'll just say uh, the employee pyramid, is uh, money. Money is the most basic need. And then above that is recognition. And above that is meaning. Uh, on the second pyramid, we'll talk about customers. And, and at the bottom of that is expectations and then desires and then unrecognized needs. And then lastly, we have the investors at the bottom of that pyramid. It's uh, transaction alignment, relationship alignment, and legacy. So if you notice for each individual uh, stakeholder pyramid, uh, at the bottom of the triangle are the uh, tangible things like money and expectations and uh, transactional alignment. Um, and at the top of each one of those individual pyramids are the intangible needs. It's Chip's theory that it's uh, these intangible needs at the top of each pyramid that create loyalty. And that's what's really important. That's what creates uh, success in uh, business today is that, that loyalty and that self-actualization and uh, getting those brand ambassadors and those evangelists for your restaurant. Um, he believes that many companies only focus on the bottom most basic needs, and that's where a lot of us fail. Because if you remember me saying, these basic needs are no longer in as high demand as they used to be because of how we've advanced in humanity. And if you're anything like me and you are a visual learner, don't worry. Just go to Restaurant Unstoppable slash 44 and I'll have all of the show notes there with image, images of uh, what we're talking about to make it easier for you. So today when I was trying to decide exactly what to write about or what to speak about uh, for this episode, I was struggling, not because I couldn't find good content. This book was loaded with incredible content, but I couldn't choose which of that content to discuss. So what I ended up doing was a little more research online, and I stumbled upon a really great article written by Chip Connolly himself for the Huffington Post. And uh, the title of that article was Seven Practices of Peak Leadership based off the theories of his book in Peak. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So uh, we're going to cover the seven practices of peak leadership and if you follow these seven practices, you'll shift your company from survival to success into being a transformative role model in your industry. All right, let's do this. Practice number one, embody an inherent positive view of human nature. So supposedly and theoretically, humans naturally gravitate towards goodness if the right conditions exist. So in order for this to happen, we need to create those conditions and um, we need to create physical or sorry, psycho hygiene or a, a focus on people's best qualities. So there's two theories that we're going to talk about um, with this first practice. And that first theory is uh, theory X and then there's theory Y. Uh, theory X managers assume employees 
are inherently lazy and will avoid work if they can. Uh, and then we have your Y managers who assume that employees are ambitious and uh, self-motivated. So the first step, uh, the first practice is to kind of shift your uh, attitude to being a Y manager and um, assume that employees are ambitious and self-motivated. Um, and the way we do that is by practicing the second practice which is create the conditions for people to live their callings. So like we just said, um, these people will, these, um, you know, the assumption that people naturally gravitate towards goodness if the right conditions exist, well, in order for this to happen, we need to create those right conditions. And the first steps of creating those conditions is by, one, defining your mission, two, defining your purpose, and three, defining your culture. Um, once you have personal identification of your business, in what you're trying to do, your mission, your purpose, your culture, then you can look at your employees and uh, identify their callings and their strengths. And from there, you need to learn how to create synergy between the two. What can my employee do with their strengths and their callings to benefit my organization? And when you give them that opportunity to uh, shine and to really answer their calling and show their strengths, they're going to come to work for other reasons than just monetary reasons, which are, remember, the monetary stuff that's at the bottom of the pyramid. Um, the things that are at the top of the pyramid are the self-actualization, the, the recognition, having individual purpose. And in case you're still struggling with the second practice, I'm just going to give you a quick example. Say you have an employee, maybe a server or a dishwasher or a host, uh, who you know happens to be passionate about photography. Capitalize on those opportunities. Uh, have them take advantage of doing all the photography for your social media. And now th this person is going to have a, a sense of meaning and a purpose and know that uh, their contribution to your restaurant is more than just showing up and doing the bare minimums to get by. All right, practice number three, uh, promote and measure the value of the intangibles. Uh, so as leaders, we need to quantify our business. Uh, and what do we mean by quantify? Uh, you need to measure some way, somehow, uh, where you are uh, and where you're going. And um, if you want to learn more about the significance of quantifying your business, uh, check out the E-Myth. Uh, I did an episode on that. It's episode 28, so Restaurant Unstoppable slash 28 to check out that book. And oh yeah, it's also on audio. So uh, that's another one you can have for free today if you go to the links we talked about earlier. Um, but most things at our restaurant um, that are quantifiable are tangible things. But we need to remember that... In reality, it's the intangibles like brand loyalty, reputation, employee engagement, customer evangelism, and uh, the ability to innovate which drive the tangible factors that are quantifiable. And if you want to learn more about uh, some of the tools that you can use at your restaurant to quantify what's going on, uh, check out Restaurant Unstoppable slash 22. It's an incredible episode where I interview... The folks over at uh, Swipely.com, an awesome service that uh, you need to find out more about if you are serious about quantifying your restaurant. Some other tools you have are uh, Google Analytics, Facebook Analytics, and uh, Google Alerts. Basically, all these things, you need to find out what kind of engagement is going on. You need to pay attention to those numbers, who you're reaching, what kind of impact you have. It's all really important stuff, so don't ignore it. They're great tools. Make the most of them. 
Alright, practice number four. Uh, the ability to move fluidly between being a transactional and a transformational leader. So what's a transactional leader? Um, a transactional leader is a leader that focuses on performances and uh, promotes compliances through reward and punishment. They aren't looking to change the future, they're looking to keep things the same and in place and orderly. And then you have a transformational leader, uh, and they look for the personal motives in followers uh, to seek to satisfy higher needs and engage the full person of the follower. So these are people that uh, don't want to settle for the status quo, and um, it's not enough just to show up to work and do your job, but to uh, look for personal growth in that person and to bring the most out of them and bring the, the best out of them and to align the best of them with the best of your uh, missions and your values. But here's the thing. You can't just be a transformational leader. You need to be a little bit of a transactional leader as well. Um, you need to be a transactional leader because uh, you need to address those foundational needs. Uh, yes, we want to strive for the, those those top peak uh, needs in the, in the individual, but at the same time, you can't overlook the basic needs. Those need to be there as well. And uh, transformational uh, leaders, you need to align company purposes with individual purposes. So taking the, the both of those um, types of leaders and uh, being someone who can uh, fluidly move in between the two is what you're trying to uh, achieve there. Uh, practice number five Calibrate the balance between conscious and capitalism. So basically, um, it's not always about the dollar. And a lot of people get caught up in the dollar bills. But really, at the end of the day, uh, it's as a leader, you have to look at the long term and how it, it affects everybody. Uh, how it affects your, uh, your workers, how it affects your guests, how it affects your community, your investors. Uh, the big picture. And as a leader, you, you're faced with those, those hard decisions. But you have to remember, it's not always about the dollar. It's about the big picture and how it affects everyone that's involved. And one great example I can think of is staff meals. Yeah, they're expensive. They take more time. Uh, but when you feed your employees... They're going to operate at a much more productive level because they won't be hungry. They won't be staring at all the food they're surrounded with and just thinking about how much they want to eat it. They'll be focused. They'll operate much more effectively. And in the long run, they're going to have a lot of appreciation for you. And uh, they're going to be loyal to you. And that's the big payoff. Uh, so just one simple example of how um, you have to be conscious and not always a capitalist. And uh, don't forget uh, from the book The Go-Giver... Uh, your third law of stratospheric success is your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. So just a little side note there, but on to the sixth practice, which is uh, focus on your customer's highest needs. Chip Connolly quotes Henry Ford. If I asked my customers what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. Peak leaders can anticipate what customers want or need. And uh, the cool thing is there's so much technology out there today that make us into peak leaders. Uh, the, the tools that can really allow us to deliver on this ability to uh, know what our customers want. Uh, one example is OpenTable and the ability to have that customer relationship management feature there where uh, you can record uh, or maybe Swipely does the same thing where you can record your previous guests' uh, preferences and uh by those preferences, you'll know that as soon as they make the reservation and 
Uh, you look into their background. You see they order fish all the time. You know the day that they are made, or the day that they made that reservation, you happen to have a, a fish special. This is a great opportunity to knock that uh, guest off their feet with um, incredible customer service by uh, suggesting to them, oh, that's great news you're coming in on Friday. We have a fish special, and I know how much you love fish. The fact that you remembered that about them is going to make them so um, happy and just such an evangelist and such a brand ambassador of your restaurant. Um, But you have to capitalize on these tools and services. And, uh, I mean, if you do and you make your customers feel special, you'll, you'll see the impacts. Another great example of somebody anticipating the needs of their customer was with the story that uh, Jennifer Shizum shared with us when uh, she had one of her guests who were about to leave and it was raining out. So what Jennifer did is she went out into the middle of the pouring rain and searched for an umbrella to make sure her guests didn't get wet. Um, I mean, that's just as restaurateurs and as hospitality professionals, we need to search for these opportunities and just... Uh, knock them out of the park, and uh, you'll. I mean, it's, it's just incredible what you can do just by trying to be proactive and not reactive. Just like Jennifer did by anticipating the, the needs of those guests about to leave in the rain. And one incredible tool that I would like to mention, which was recently mentioned on the show by uh, last week's guest Dan Spica of Spica Restaurant. And uh, I believe the main purpose of Hum System is to. Uh, intercept negative reviews about your restaurant before they leave house through or uh, by providing a tablet survey to them when they sign their checks. Uh, It gives them an opportunity to complain in-house and for a manager to intercept that complaint before it ever reaches something like Yelp or TripAdvisor or any one of those social media platforms. But in addition But in addition, uh, you can also survey your guests and you can ask questions on those surveys that go beyond tracking or recording the expectations and desires of the guests. But more importantly, you can ask questions that will get to their unrecognized needs. And uh, that's really where the gold lies is um, getting to the needs the guests don't realize they have. And that's exactly what Henry Ford did. Um, He created a need, a car. Cars didn't exist, he created that. And if you can find a way to create a need, uh, you will be truly unstoppable. And uh, Hum Systems seems like a really cool tool to help you find out what those unrecognized needs could be. So maybe we'll have a link to that as well in the show notes. Just go to restaurantunstoppable slash 44 and you can find that. All right, the last practice of the seven practices of peak leadership is lead to peak. What's that mean? Great leaders can see where their followers are in the pyramid and they can help them towards a natural path to the peak or the highest level of an individual need. So I guess the biggest picture, the biggest message I want you to walk away with is that great leaders recognize the value in loyalty and mentoring as means to sustainable success in the restaurant industry. If you want to be uh, separated from competitors, uh, you need to not just focus on the most basic human needs, but you need to focus on the most elite human needs. So instead of serving from the bottom of the pyramid, focus on serving from the top of the pyramid and uh, delivering on those um, elite human needs. And you will definitely separate yourself from your competitors. Uh, I hope you found value in this episode and in this book. Uh, It's an incredible book. 
I really enjoyed listening to it. And like I said, you can all listen to this book and own it for free by simply going to audibletrials.com slash unstoppable. And uh, that's my gift for you for giving me your continued support. By using the links in the show notes, guys, you're helping me out because I will get a piece of that pie. Uh, Audible will say thank you to me for recommending the services to you. But in all honesty, I wouldn't rem- <laughs> I wouldn't recommend the service to you unless I didn't full-heartedly believe that it's an incredible and valuable resource. So go over there and check it out. Uh, all of the products and services we talked about today on the show will be in the show notes. Simply go to www.restaurantunstoppable.com and you can find all those notes there. And I hope to eventually build a page on the website called my weapons page where you can uh, just look at all the products and services we ever spoke about on the show and that were recommended by some of the industry's most successful restaurateurs. And um, I like to do some research on these things. So if you have any questions about any of those products or services and you want to learn more, uh, feel free to email me at eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. And I'll be happy and pleased to serve you by answering any questions you might have. Uh, And let me know who you want to hear from. Uh, If you're enjoying the interviews with some of these uh, incredible guests I've been having, uh, tell me who else you think would be a great guest. And I will do everything in my power to get them on the show. Uh, I guess that's all I have for today. And until next time, peace out.